0: pancakes here and joining me tonight on the stack it uh, shout out to good dear friend cold stone tim boston for that one i have kit sackett and you can find kit uh, on aew in pwp here in the omaha area uh midwest all-star wrestling american wrestling federation new south pro wrestling and of course as the fork father And Top Gun Champion in Magnum Wrestling. Yeah. So, please welcome Kit Sackett.
1: (laughs) Hello. How are you doing tonight? I am
0: fantastic. How are you good, sir?
1: Uh, Not too bad. Kind of tired. It was a long weekend. A lot of driving. But overall, not too bad.
0: Nice. Well, uh, we will get all up into that later on. First, I have a very important question for you. Uh Uh-oh. Um. So, are you officially a member of
1: the Nasty team? No. Okay. So, I have an issue with this because I have wrestled Nasty. I've been in tag teams with Nasty. I have been slapped and punched in the face by Nasty. I have trained with Nasty. And I have never officially been introduced into that team. But others have, who are nowhere near as talented as me. I would just like to point that out. So, I love Nasty Man, but we kind of have a grudge going on right now, and I don't know how to feel about him at the moment.
0: I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That seems really, like, uh, it seems a little rude of him to not include you in the Nasty team well,
1: after you have such a history. I know. I'm really upset about it. It's been, like, years, years, and a lot of time together. We've gone to different states together, Florida, Alabama, all over the Southeast, and he won't put me in his team not even a free t-shirt
0: I mean if you could say anything to Nasty Leroy right now what would you say Uh, to to get him to to bring you on board
1: oh no it's past that I I have no interest in being a nasty team anymore I'm actually going to fund and found my own group just to destroy the nasty team and pretty much I used to love them but now I kind of hate them and it's a blood feud that's how it has to be from now on. Wow. Yeah. Well,
0: I will say that he has been on the Bald Monkeys Network with Christopher before at an action show.
1: Yeah.
0: Shout out Action Wrestling, the YouTube on which we currently reside. But also, um he's never had like a full like, sit-down conversation. So you do have that that he doesn't have.
1: That's true. I will hold that really against him. Like, I'm going to make sure he knows that.
0: That's fair. I would do that if I were you. Good. Yeah. So, since you are not a nasty team member and since at this point you have no Mm -hmm. no desire to be a nasty team member, um, the next time you see Nasty Leroy, is it going to be like on site?
1: Oh yeah, I built like a giant balloon bubble cannon that's just going to shoot out balloons of forks that's going to explode and hit him in the face. So,
0: nice. Yeah, we're going to have a balloon
1: decorating of uh, forks. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. You're going to fork him. Well, <laughs> I. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to that. I hope that. I would really hope that I could be there for that. I, I would love to be present for Kit Sackett versus Nasty Leroy, um, fork Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll invite you. You're very much invited. It'll be a good time.
0: Ooh. I feel special now. Thank you. you <laughs> so moving on past, past Nasty Leroy, at least for now, we might circle back later, but for now we'll, we'll keep her moving. Um. What was a young Sacket like?
1: Um. Okay. Are we talking like five to twelve? What age group are we talking?
0: Yeah. About? Like like when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. However you want to answer. That.
1: So, when I was like five to ten, I was very active. Um. I played sports my whole life, but most of the time I was running around my backyard. My dad, he built <laughs> he built us a fort in our backyard, which had like a square side. So, uh, me and my neighbors, we were really into pro wrestling from, like, super young. From, like, I think I remember the first thing. was, like, 96 with Sting and everything. But, uh, so, we'd be outside wrestling in this wooden-framed fort and just destroying each other. Like, oh, my God. I think a uh, broken arm, a broken leg. Uh, I cut my eye open. We I really liked hardcore matches when I was a kid. So, we'd find, like... Giant encyclopedias, and no one wanted to lose. So we're there sitting, just hitting each other really hard, like, just stay down, stay down. And he's like, no, <laughs> kick out. <laughs> so, so very, you were, very rough, painful childhood memories, but fun. <laughs>
0: you were beating each other with knowledge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's
0: a new one i haven't seen one ever used in a match and next time there is some kind of fans bring the weapons match i am gonna find the biggest just gnarliest looking reference book i can find i feel like this
1: (laughs) i don't know if i'll be experienced with it or traumatized from it but uh yeah that's a good one i'll I'll grab it for sure
0: (laughs) i would have never in i would like that thought never once crossed my mind until you said that and i was like that would be brilliant because <laughs> you can pick up one of those bad boys at like a thrift store for like next to nothing
1: oh yeah they're everywhere now my parents have like a giant collection and we just they're like really nice ones though like collector's ones and we just steal all of them and hide them and just hit each other with them <laughs> 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 They weren't. where is
0: volume a <laughs> volume a is gone
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs>
0: Fantastic. (laughs) So you said that you've liked wrestling pretty much your whole life. How Mm -hmm. did you decide to pursue wrestling?
1: So um, I think like a lot of people, I really liked or really loved pro wrestling when I was like from five to about 14, 15. Then like, you know, high school, you're doing other things. You're going out with friends more. And I kind of lost interest. And then I joined the military. And it was about the time I was getting out of the military. I was like, man, I really, I don't want to just go get out. And do nothing and sit at home, go to work and just, you know, normal nine to five. It sounded incredibly awful and boring to me. So I was like, okay, I just got back into pro wrestling, like interested as a fan. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to give it a try. I was in really good shape at the time. And I was like, I think I could do this. It'd be a lot of fun. And I just don't want to be bored all the time. So great choice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean you're probably not bored
1: Um, (laughs) it takes up most of my free time so it keeps me busy
0: (laughs) and so where did you train and how did you decide to train there and what were some of the best things you learned while training
1: oh man i i got so lucky when i started training i uh i went to a ring of honor show a couple months before and i saw uh, qt marshall and he was um forget who he was wrestling but I just remember watching him I was like man this guy's really good and you could tell he was there to make the other guy look good and he did a great job I was like you know this is someone who's really really impressive to me and when I was still looking for schools there's a couple in the area that were pretty pretty known for doing really good things and having good talent but I saw uh I think it was Instagram I came across QT's page and I was like oh man this is the guy from the show I was like he looked like he really knew what he was doing. And the best part is, like, it was, like, 15 minutes from my house. I was, like, oh, way better than an hour drive. I'm definitely going to check it out.
0: <laughs> so you just kind of got lucky.
1: <laughs> got very lucky. So it was definitely meant to be.
0: <laughs> and then, like, what are some of the things that you've taken with you from your time
1: when you were training? So many things. I spent, like, the whole time I was in Georgia till I moved here, like, going three to four nights a week and um honestly like one of the best things he did was like instill like basics and storytelling so like he's very much a hit on perfection in the ring which i love so i could do one single thing and we'd spend 20 minutes redoing it and breaking down every single thing to make it crisp and better and like have it fit in the story so like just attention to detail and um the minor things that like it's hard to notice sometimes but when you focus it changes like the whole flow of the match and it's such a big thing to me that i'm really glad i got to train where i did and pick that up
0: so when did you start training and how long have you been
2: wrestling
1: so i started in january of 2018 and so since then i actually waited a whole year of training before i had my first match So, and I actually got forced out my first match because I was like, oh no, just keep training. And he was like, no, dude, it's been like a year. You have, I've been asking you for like six months. You need to have a match. I was like, but I'm not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much, I was always worried. I was like, oh man, what if I go out there and have the worst match possible? I was like, I don't want to do that. I'll just go train for like six hours a night every night.
0: (laughs) you're just training no no matches yeah. no not in front
1: of other people <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was, I was petrified of it I was so like I'm not like uh I'm not scared of crowds but I'm definitely not a person who goes out of my way to like meet new people and it's just like maybe it's an insecurity thing or maybe it's just a I don't know me thing but so I just really was like I want to get good at professional wrestling before I go out and try to impress a crowd or whatever so I was very nitpicky on myself and I still am but you know I finally had my first match
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what was your first like in-ring experience like but how did you feel like that first bump you took or like that first night of training
1: so the first night training actually um I walk in and I see like it was a really small school at the time there's only like seven people that ever came to the class and it's one ring compared to what it is now it's like what, four or five rings, and, like, a thousand people go there at this point, but um, I walk in, I see a bunch of people, or, like, three or four people standing ring, and I'm like, oh, man, these guys look really good. I don't know what I'm doing here. I want to go home, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but QT uh, is, like, took me outside. He had a crash pad, luckily, so I practiced bumping and picked that up decently quick. Then we finally got in the ring, learned, like, one of the things he was like, all right, I'm going to teach you something no other school teaches you. How to get in and out of the ring and not look stupid. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's really important. <laughs> so we did that. And you know, I was I remember after that night, we were there for like three, four hours. We did bumping a little bit and run the ropes and just like lockups and stuff, normal stuff. But I was driving home, I was like, oh, that's so great. That didn't really hurt at all. And as I'm thinking that, the whole side of my neck just starts cramping. I'm like, I'm like, never mind.
0: <laughs> like your body's just like wait a sec
1: yeah it was like no you get too cocky <laughs> 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 oh yeah this is an experience
0: so who has had the most influence on you both in the ring and out of the ring
1: definitely qt like i can't give that man enough praises like the dedication he takes to it and like even training like the way he comes, um, I think sometimes he comes across kind of like a jerk, but that I feel like that's because he loves it so much, he expects everyone to put in the same effort he has. So, I think for one of that, he's one of the definitely influences. And other than that, I've stolen so many influences from people, like, for my in-ring style. I was a huge WCW fan growing up as a kid, so I stole a lot of pieces from, like, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko perry saturn i loved kidman and ray mysterio but people like that i was always a big fan of like the workers even when i was young so those are the ones who mostly impressed me
0: nice. so what do you envision your future in professional wrestling to look like like what what are your future plans like what keeps you motivated to, to keep going Ooh,
1: that's a good one so when I got into professional wrestling, I had no goals per se, other than I just want to see how, if I could get good at it because you know, I feel like a lot of times if you try to jump the gun and progress your career when you're not ready, it's almost a setback in a way. Cause you, people will be able to tell that like, Oh, he's not at this level. So for me, it's just continuously improving how I do my matches in the ring. Um, my psychology and just seeing how far I can go. So I don't really have a end goal is just, I just want to keep progressing if that makes sense.
0: So what does like the next step in your progression look like?
1: Uh, hopefully. Do you have any goals? like short-term goals? Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to get more of my, um, more out there. I'm trying to travel more again. I stop traveling in the winter because I cannot drive in snow at all. And I will die if I try. Like, I did a show, and uh, it was right on the Minnesota border, and it was nice on the way up there, and it started snowing when we were heading up. I was like, oh, no. Oh. So then we leave the show, and everybody's like, oh, there's only, like, a foot and a half of snow on the ground. I'm like, dude, a foot and a half? Like, I don't even to go outside. Like, it took me an hour to scrape everything off my car, and then it took me, like, it's two-hour drive up there, all right? It took me... To the next day to get home, <laughs> I had to stop at a hotel because I was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> but anyway, uh, definitely when I start traveling again more, which I started to recently, and uh, just try to get on bigger shows with people who can I can learn from. You Because know? there's a certain point where you're wrestling opponents and you have to have talent who is better than you to get better. And that's pretty much what I want to do at the moment is just find better talent so I can learn from and just steal all their shit. So, you know,
0: (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) So what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling so far? And that can be anything to whatever that is to you. If you, you know, if it's winning a title or if there was like a specific match or an opponent that was like something you looked on, like, it's
1: like a pinnacle or um you know titles and everything are cool and like it's nice to always have the faith of the promotion when they'll give you a title but for me honestly it's my opponents i really enjoy when they want to wrestle me and they're looking forward to like oh hey man um i've been looking forward to this match for a long time i'm like dude that's so cool that people would actually want to wrestle you and like want to do cool things and you're like man that's like the trust that they're willing to put in you and the faith that you'll have a good match with them and be able to do exciting stuff is always really cool to me. So that's cool, also. Also, fans cheering for you is pretty nice, too. Like, I'm first time a baby face in like years, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how this is. Usually they're throwing stuff at me. <laughs> well, I
0: haven't seen your work too many other places but i mm-hmm. i've seen you in magnum a couple times and you seem to have quite a following of um, at least a, a small contingent of fans that um bring you forks <laughs> oh <my God>.
1: so, <laughs> so, so i don't think i'm over at magnum i literally think they just like me stabbing people with forks because they're psychos <laughs> but uh so the fourth thing came about, I had just done a long loop. I'd gone to Florida, I'd wrestled in Georgia, and I think I wrestled in North Carolina. I drove straight from North Carolina to Nebraska to do the Magnum show. And I get there, and he was like, oh, hey, man, I thought you weren't going to make it. I was like, yeah, I wasn't sure, but, you know, I drove all night. And I was so tired. And he was like, okay, well, we're going to put you in the Battle Royal because we weren't really expecting you. We weren't sure. I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, Oh Battle Royal. But uh, I was like, okay, whatever. They're, they're fun. So... I was like sitting back there and everybody's like, oh, whatever. And I just, I'm like, you know, I love when people use forks. It's like my favorite thing. Like, New Jack was like my favorite wrestler when I discovered independent wrestling. And like, I'd watch like YouTube videos of him all day. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to stab everyone in this match with a fork. So I went in and I like found someone. I was like, hey, can you go find me forks? And they're like, Okay. So I got a bunch of forks and since then it has just progressed till when I don't use the forks at Magnum as soon as we lock up they're like where's the fork and I'm like Jesus man relax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't go forking right off the right off the ramp. It ruins it you gotta build it up. Right. The the fork thing very over in Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm digging it um <laughs> It I I like the forks. I like that you use plastic forks. (laughs) (laughs) So in an era where, you know, there's COVID, you just use clean slate. Yeah.
1: I have like at least three thousand forks in my basement in my room (laughs) that I have all my wrestling gear in. So danny got me like a thousand pack of forks and i was like what am i gonna do with this I is like okay and then every time i go to the show i forget to bring the fork so i have to stop and buy more forks <laughs> so it's just like accumulated to it's like three thousand forks and it's like a whole corner of my room in the basement i'm like oh my god this is ridiculous
0: <laughs> so hear me out 500 fork okay. deathmatch.
1: I like it like, <laughs> it's intriguing <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean put those forks to use it's a good good yeah. selling match oh, Like, <laughs> uh, what has been the greatest obstacle that you've overcome in wrestling so far
1: self-doubt definitely self-doubt i think especially like anybody doing anything performance-wise it's hard to get out of your head like i for me, it's always, like, I have a standard I want to uphold in the ring. And if I'm going to reach that or not, or if I'm going to be able to perform to the level everybody expects. And, like, that's one of the nice things about, like, gaining more experience and respect in the wrestling world is, like, people are more reliable on you, or they rely on you more. But the worst part is they expect way more out of you. Like, I went up to Minnesota, he was like, all right, man, uh, get our uh do like a 20 25 minute match i'm like man what? i just drove eight hours i'm tired like geez <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> but it was a lot of fun because it's a challenge but definitely self-doubt like i'm always like oh i hope that holds up i hope everybody enjoyed it I hope my opponent I hope the fans but yeah self-doubt is definitely the biggest one for me
0: so if you could go back in time and wrestle yourself like now but like wrestle yourself for your first match hmm. or go forward in time five years and wrestle yourself five years from now what should you pick and why
1: hmm. oh definitely five years in the future <laughs> then i can steal all my stuff from then and bring it back now so i don't have to like waste that time figuring more stuff out
0: <laughs> i mean that's very practical
1: right <laughs> No, you, know, you got to think smart on this. I'm only 32. I I only got like maybe 10 more years of like decent wrestling before I'm like back at like the old shows where you're just doing wrist locks for an hour, like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had an action figure of yourself and it was one of the like talking action figures. Oh god. What would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with?
1: Uh definitely a fork, like but like <laughs> Okay, so it would come with an outfit because I bought an outfit off Amazon uh, when I first did the search fork thing. And it is a literal six-foot-tall bodysuit of a fork. So that's just like a crown. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. It's the best thing ever. I really want to get Donnie to wear it.
0: <laughs> I was going
1: to say, I haven't seen this yet. No, I haven't. Me? It I, can't, I can't convince certain people backstage at Magnum. To put it on or let me use it, and it's kind of upsetting. So if you want to help me with that, that would kind of be great.
0: <laughs> I will try my best okay. to petition certain decision makers. Yes. So that they understand how, at least, at least maybe even just in a battle royal. Oh, that'd be so amazing! Like, if you're in a battle royal,
1: stack its fork.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like throw a trainee in there. Like, oh, I, dig it.
1: I dig it. But uh, yeah, so definitely it'd have the fork costume, two giant forks, and it would be like, I am Darth Fork Lord. <laughs> I like that you
0: did a whole voice for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it has to be like that. That's my Darth Vader impression, so it's bad, but you know. It has to go like this too, so it'll have like.
0: I look forward to the day where we get the giant fork yes costume in Magnus
1: me too I I have to find it first because it's been like six months but I'm pretty sure I know what it is
0: it's probably off becoming king of your three thousand forks
1: I hope so I really
0: I hope they don't revolt against you
1: dude oh that'd be bad
0: You wake up and there's just like forks in bed with you in the middle of the night.
1: (laughs) So uh, last road trip I did this uh, weekend, I stopped in a hotel overnight and um, I'd gotten takeout from a restaurant, but I forgot to bring get silverware. So I was like, oh no. I was like, got it. And I just ran in my bag and washed up one of the forks in my bag. I was like, you know, you got to come prepared. I am ready to eat wherever now.
0: (laughs) Always, always forking.
1: Yeah, yeah, gotta keep it going.
0: I mean, that seems very practical. I, at least, you know, at least you have a gimmick that has practical uses. It's
1: it's very convenient, that's for sure.
0: Who knows where that fork has been?
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I kind of washed it off. I was kind of disgusted <laughs> with myself at the same time. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like i'm sure i'm sure you're a wrestler you've probably encountered worse
1: yeah some of those wrestling rings are disgusting like have you seen some of the mats they're like uh... yeah
0: there are some like um there are some companies that are um that i've seen like on iwtv or whatever Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh (laughs) that looks like it's carrying at least an alphabet's worth of disease (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Some of the wrestlers too, you wrestle and you're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna go get a blood test after this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's some shows I go to where I'm like Ooh.
1: dude, I'm jealous. You travel so much for shows, like, oh my god. You're like you are almost set to be a wrestler because you just already down for the car rides. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm going out to New Wave Pro mm. on Saturday with Coldstone. Oh, okay. And that's, I think, eight and a half hours. Yeah. And then I'm going to GCW in Evansville. And then I'm going to uh, Uncharted in Chattanooga. Yeah,
1: I'm definitely jealous of you. I'm like, damn, <laughs> girl, like, this sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> it was kind of a last minute thing where I was like, I think I
1: can do this. Yeah. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. Not getting any younger. <laughs> well, that's the problem with, like, so I was definitely spoiled in Georgia. Like, there's, like, 35, 40 promotions in Georgia. And, like, you're, like, okay, if I want to work every weekend, like, I can book all the time. Here in Nebraska, you got maybe, what, three? And you have to drive so far to get anywhere. Like, I'm doing eight-hour drives every weekend. I'm, like, I can't even double shop because I'm, like, I got to get home on Sunday for work. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's definitely, um, when people ask, like, what it's like out here, mm-hmm. it's definitely hard because there's, what, like, two promotions in Omaha, three-ish, yeah. depending on the count, you know, yeah, whatever, and um, <laughs> and then, you know, I guess there's one up in Sioux City and then Sioux Falls and down to, like, Journey Pro in Kansas City.
1: But Missouri has a lot of good promotions. I, I need to stop being lazy and go get licensed so I can actually go there. Because I'm usually messaging promoters back and forth. I'm like, are you on like the Missouri side or the Kansas side? Because I can't go if you're in Missouri right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's like a CSW or something in mm-hmm. Kansas as well. But, and to me, and I don't know if it's maybe just because I'm because I am traveling more and I'm looking for more wrestling to go to that I'm noticing more or if there's been more things kind of pop up in the last couple of years compared to like when I started Mm -hmm. um, doing wrestling but um, it is kind of a leap between kind of like that Sioux Falls, Sioux City, Omaha, Kansas City and then you go over, and your next real, like, stop is you're going to be either in Minneapolis or, I guess, like, St. Louis.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. You're just, you're kind of, like, either four hours to Kansas City or eight hours everywhere else around the Midwest. So, it's, it's not the worst, like, because I've done, like, God, I think the longest I drove when I was doing the Florida shows was, like, 23 hours for a wrestling show. I was like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. yeah that was that was a rough one
0: yeah so like i think that people that aren't from here don't understand like just that sheer distance of like you're gonna have to drive quite a ways to hit anything else mm-hmm. and west of us i don't think there's anything till you really hit denver and then no. maybe las vegas
1: yeah it's yeah, Las Vegas another twelve hours past over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Like
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So it's very it's very different than like even just over like in the eastern part of the Midwest, where you're looking at like Indiana and Illinois and Ohio. Like it just seems like they have just like you can't like you can throw a rock and hit like seven different companies.
1: But oh yeah, we're definitely in like kind of a dry zone. But like I was surprised. I guess coming from Georgia because there's so many promotions. Like how few there were out here, but there's actually a decent like amount of talented wrestlers out here for not real. You know, you have strife with his school, or he did have it, but there's not many training places in Nebraska. But there's some pretty good wrestlers out here for being in such a like a desert area of wrestling.
0: Yeah, I think that you know, to what you were saying is a lot of people that are here we're trained well and that there are people here that train well Mm -hmm. um maybe not quite at the moment but um the last probably five years or so there's been kind of new talent coming up and it's cool to see that we can sustain ourselves here Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where we're not you know having to bring people in from who knows all over the place every month but also we can bring people in and it's not like there's somebody for them to wrestle so it's not just like some one-sided ugly like
1: match yeah absolutely yeah i totally agree it's it's really nice that like the fans are kind of great here like they're if you don't have a name talent on your show they'll still come and they'll have a great time because they'll still get to see good wrestling but then when you do bring in a name um you know everybody gets to learn from it a lot of times if they're like a good dude or woman and like they come in they give great advice and like so far i've not had a bad experience with anybody that's come in or any of the wrestlers in the nebraska area which has been really nice
0: it's i i like you know i've been kicking around here for like almost 10 years now which is scary (laughs) that i've done anything for 10 years but um You know, it's been—it's a lot of the same people now as from when I started, and I think the people that remain are the were the best people for the to remain. Like, I think a lot of people that are no longer in the business probably shouldn't be.
2: So (laughs)
1: fair, no, it's very fair. It's really easy to get a stagnant area too, especially like in this where it's such a desert. But so far, everyone who I've encountered is either really talented or a great person. So. I'm not a bad experience or anybody bad to say about
0: And you've, and you've been like, it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective. Cause like I said, I'm kind of from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, this is where I learned what independent wrestling was. I didn't know that it was like a thing until, <laughs> until here. Mm-hmm. But um, for you to have come from somewhere else where there's a ton of it to say that is kind of, you know, like a little feather in
1: the cap of the area or however you want to look at it because- <laughs> Nebraska wrestling cap.
0: <laughs> because you you've seen other things and you've been other places so um if you could create your own title if you just could create a title what would it be for and how would it be defended like, okay. what would you call
1: it like i 100 know it'd be the i beat nasty man for not putting me in his club title and it would have a giant <laughs> fork on it, but a real one that I could hit him with the title every time I saw him. Every time I'd be like, "Hey, nasty nice to." Uh. I wouldn't even let him say hello. I'd be like, "Oh my god, I hate that man. I hate him
0: so much." Would you come out for a turn of the mat just to spite him?
1: Oh yes, yes. Good come much. out first. Yeah, you you got best ideas. You can come with me everywhere. It'll be me and you against nasty man all over the country, and we're just gonna beat him up everywhere.
0: I'm for it. I would, I would like, I would definitely like take a video of it and we could just like do like a whole YouTube series of just you (laughs) just beating up Nasty Leroy in various locales.
1: I like it. I'm so down.
0: You're on notice, Nasty Leroy.
1: We're coming for you.
0: (laughs) Next time, next time I see you, Nasty Leroy,
1: no hugs, just forks just forks i mean you can have like half of my fork collection so you can just go all over the country shanking them <laughs> i
0: was like i wonder if i'll see him this weekend if i do i'll definitely fork him
1: <laughs> amazing <laughs> last time um, i sent a message <laughs> yeah last time i saw nasty man's when i went down uh to new south and uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get ready for a show. I'm gonna like do my hair, like oil my beard. And I walk in the bathroom and Nasty is peeing in the bathroom with the door open. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, hey Nasty, he's like, he didn't even say anything, he just kept going. I was like, all right, I'll see you later. And then like five minutes later, I see him and he's sitting in a chair sleeping. And I'm like, oh, oh okay." okay. <laughs> was like, all right, good to see you too, Nasty. <laughs> Maybe,
0: I bet he wasn't really asleep. He was just pretending to be asleep, so you didn't, like, beat him up.
1: Probably. He probably was, because I'm coming after him. There is literally nothing in this world that's going to stop I will miss bookings, I will abandon my family, and I will attack Nasty Man, even in his own house. His Actually, his parents are, like, the nicest people, so I'll wait till he leaves the house. it's so.
0: <laughs> so one foot out the door, and you're, yeah, <laughs> you're I'm
1: there. Running, running at, at him with a fork. <laughs>
0: Uh, a drive by forking. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> other than your your gear bag and your phone, what do you not leave for a wrestling trip without?
1: Oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) I am paranoid about like leaving my gear. So I will pack it the night before and I'll lay it all out. And I'll be like, first I put my pants on. Then I put my knee pads on. And I'm like, I have to step by step it. Or I'd like, I'll pack it all in my bag after I lay it out. And I'll be like, I've forgotten everything. and I'll unpack it like three times. And then I'll pack it the night. And whenever I'm leaving, I walk out to my car, I put it in my car, and I immediately pull it back out and make sure everything's (laughs) there again. I'm so paranoid about leaving stuff. And uh, other than that, I'll usually grab some snacks for the road because I'm cheap. So I'll make some salads and some sandwiches or whatever for the night before. And then I'll go grab way too much caffeine, and I will drink all of it on the way up there. And right before I'm about to rest, I'm like, I really need to have some water. I'm going to have a heart attack. (laughs)
0: I mean, we could use the deforculator if you do. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. Oh, my bad.
1: God. That was awful.
0: <laughs> that was like, I will. yeah. That was like bad, like worse than a bad dad joke.
1: Oh, no, that was like grandpa joke. Who You're like, okay. Oof. Ooh. That's
0: like a, it's a groaner. Yeah, was, my my sincerest apologies. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll never use it. You
1: should apologize because that was awful. I don't even know if I'm going to do this interview anymore. I'm like, oh.
0: It was like, forget it, done, and,
1: and... Yeah, I can't put up with these like terrible jokes anymore. Like I'm knocking my computer over and like, uh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling?
1: Oh, that's a good so hmm. I I ask people if they're gonna blade a lot and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I ask everybody that before they're met, So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be at work and they're like, all right, and I was like, Are you gonna blade? And he's like, What? And I was like, Okay, I'll leave <laughs> I have a weird, weird obsession with it. It's like, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it started because, like I said, I was a huge New Jack fan. And I remember watching that interview. And he just slaps his forehead. And it starts bleeding. I was like, what? Like, who does that? Like, oh, my God. And so every time, like, I meet anybody who's, like, an older wrestler, when that was more common, I just stare at their foreheads the whole time. I'm like, I can see that.
0: <laughs> you know your secrets. <laughs> oh, that's... It's so random.
1: I know, right? Like, it like doesn't that's not one that I get. Yeah. Oh, keep the kayfabe or uh whatever. I'm just like, yeah. I want to see that head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, did you New Jack seems to be a pretty big <laughs> influence for you. Did you ever get a chance to meet New Jack or see him
1: in person? Absolutely not. I'm terrified. I, I was terrified of the man. Like I know people in Georgia who like been on shows with him, and he's was, was like, oh, he's super cool. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Still never want to meet him. He terrifies me.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate, very fortunate, in so much as I went to Mania Weekend in Tampa last year, and I saw his match Mania Weekend. Oh. And and I, we had walked by each other, and he very nearly bumped into me. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I felt a fear like I had never felt before, and I was like, I never want to experience that again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, if, like, how much of that is his personality or like, but he was probably one of the coolest characters of all time in wrestling in my opinion
0: i mean he has a heavy lore
1: yeah like the background for a man who's never been on like national tv is insane <laughs> like it's very like almost like territory like legend of like new jack and you're like Ooh, what's gonna happen air
0: <laughs> so you kind of mentioned it I know because I live here too. You're driving because you don't have a choice and you're driving everywhere. Um, what do you like to listen to on your drives?
1: So I have very, a very wide range of music taste. Like recently I've gotten into more country, but I like, like trailer park country where they're talking about like, uh, I guess their drug addictions and stuff is way more entertaining to me than, like, talking about your love of trucks. That's the most boring thing I've ever heard. Like, oh my god, how many songs are like, I love my truck and I love my farm, gonna kick my dog. And you're like, what? What is wrong with these people? But, <laughs> but, uh so I like the, I like the weird stuff. But, um, I really got into, I'm really into history. And recently I've been really on, like, the Mongol Empire with Genghis Khan and everything. So... I listen, yeah, yeah, no, that's just, like, my new thing. I know way too much about, like, Genghis Khan at the moment and Subatai, and, like, I could go on for hours, and my fiancé hates me for it. (laughs) But, uh, I listen to a lot of Mongolian throat singing. (laughs) Right? Right? It's a different one. But it's great, check it out, like, what they do is impressive. Don't laugh, it's
0: impressive. I mean I've heard it I've heard it before because I, I also enjoy history uh, not quite that much but just in general um, mm. and because they they kind of sing two tones at once yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's very interesting how they do it
0: that I mean nobody's ever said that before that helps. <laughs> you like trailer park country and mongolian
1: throat that's singing. like the re- that's like the recent tr- uh trend for like the last month and i'm kind of like my playlist i now hate on spotify because i'm like all right i'm tired of you so i'm probably about to find a new a new music phase because i'm kind of bored with the trailer park country you can so much about trailers and meth for so long <laughs> <laughs> not enough
0: mongolian throat singing in this playlist <laughs> That's a new one. Yeah, yeah. Surely, I appreciate that. No, yeah,
1: fair enough.
0: I mean, you know, people are like, oh, you you know, I listen to everything. And they give me something. I was like, okay, that's normal. Yeah,
1: they're but like, that, I listen that... to everything. And they're like, I like Britney Spears. They're like, everyone likes Britney Spears. Calm down.
0: <laughs> right? But when I hear the Mongolian throat singing version of Toxic. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would like to hear, like, Mongolian throat singers covering, like, pop tunes. That seems very interesting to me. That's a good
1: one. I was uh, I was trying to annoy my coworker today so I put on um, this guy, I think his name's Richard Cheese, and he does ah. jazz versions of like metal songs and I had that going on the stereo all day and he's like, "Hey man, uh I can't fire you, but I wish I could." <laughs> <laughs> You're like mission accomplished. What
0: will we do tomorrow? Yeah
1: tomorrow's definitely gonna be uh, probably gonna move on to tibetan throat singing which i found a playlist for and it's actually really scary like i was listening to tibetan throat singing and i was like man this is really intense and i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah it's not like it's impressive but at the same time like there's something about it that's just like a little
1: creepy yeah it's super creepy it's uh have you seen there's the new movie dune have you seen the movie dune no. Oh, okay, it's really I'm good. Sorry, but uh, there's a, a faction in the movie Dune called the Sardaukar or something, and I found a playlist for him. It was like it was all Tibetan uh, throat singing. The name of the playlist was like the Sardaukar and songs to commit war crimes. to I was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was really terrifying. I was like, I can't listen to this no more. Yikes! So,
0: is there any other like weird subset of music that you dabble in? Uh, no, Do you I, listen anything normal?
1: Yeah, <laughs> only by myself uh, I like a lot of, I like 80s punk a lot and other than that like I, I really do not mind anything it just depends on like the time of the year and month and I'll listen to whatever Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. do you
0: listen to any podcasts or anything or are you used to play a music Guys, I listen to a lot of podcasts at the
1: moment Um, I've kind of gone back to just a couple, like, wrestling podcasts I really like. But, um, that depends too on, like, I'll just search topics and find, like, random podcasts about things. And, like, some of them you listen to, you're like, oh, this is, like, a diamond in the rough. This is really good. And other ones, you're like, who let these people make a podcast and put it out there? You're like, it's awful. (laughs) It's really, like, it's a hit or miss finding random ones, but I like them. I think right now I really enjoy, uh actually freddie prince jr's podcast have you heard that one no he has a wrestling podcast and i was like okay i'll listen like one episode and i was like oh this is actually pretty
0: good (laughs) Hmm. interesting
1: yeah interesting i have weird taste a little bit but
0: yeah i've gathered (laughs) (laughs) but no um i'm weird with podcasts like i'll get in like i like because i'm uh female in my 30s clearly i've listened to true crime podcasts what else would i do <laughs> it's kind of it's it's what women in their 30s do um especially single ones that have cats um but it's i, I listen to those um i also like i like if i guess like about conspiracy theories and stuff
1: oh no <laughs> do you really I, oh, like, oh god I, okay weird? <laughs> are we talking about like way out there conspiracies are like this isn't too bad
0: um i listened to one yesterday about um free energy and if there's a way to make like free energy where it like the input and output like the output exceeds the input so you get more out of it
1: than you put into it Okay, um, pretty normal and like interesting actually. <laughs> that Doesn't sound bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm not like, I mean, so I listen to some like really goofy ones, but like um, I understand that they're like really goofy.
1: Okay, so it's not but, like, like you're like, oh, this is the truth. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay.
0: It's more just like I've never thought of it before. Um, there was I to one about like, um, J Edgar Hoover. It was like a multi part deal.
1: Mm hmm. Interesting
0: that was interesting
1: Um, it was hmm. my uh my fiance likes a lot of true crime ones she does uh there's this one I don't know her name but she does like her makeup as she like tells these like creepy murder stories I'm like this this is actually really good (laughs) I was like this is a cool podcast so
0: yeah and then sometimes you do some across those and you're like the barrier to entry for podcasting is low
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like ooh I really wish your mother didn't buy you that microphone right like ooh.
0: but people probably say that about me i don't know so is what it is <laughs> um what are your go-to road snacks like i'm i'm a snackosaurus rex i love snacks and i love hearing about what other people have for snacks so kit sacket what are your kit snackets i'm sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um okay so I usually go for like nuts because they're supposed to be healthy so you know that
0: nobody nobody clip that
1: oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no i love the nuts um <laughs> what else do i get i usually i usually try to bring snacks from home so like whatever i can steal from my cupboard without being yelled at i'm just like walking out at like 4 in the morning with like a whole full of things trying to sneak out and i'll have like chips i'll have like bottles of water i'll have Gatorades and i'm just and then i also stop at the gas station and i'm like i mean i'm going to get whatever i want and it's like it depends like donuts sometimes and then i get to the show i'm like yeah i i should not eat so much on the road <laughs> They're like, you know how I was planning on doing that moon sup? That's now gonna be just a, a kick to the stomach.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> not my stomach. No, no, no. no. no my...
1: <laughs> your stomach.
0: <laughs> so, who, when you travel, like, who are you traveling with? Like, who, who are your, like, road buddies?
1: So, I think one of the issues with me also being from Georgia is, like, I've made actually really good friends here in uh, Nebraska in the wrestling scene. But I think um, a lot of the ones I've made good friends with are newer in their career. So we're trying to do different shows and different types of shows. So I usually end up writing by myself, which is the most boring eight hours of my existence. And like, oh man, it's, it's rough sometimes. But... I don't mind it usually until, like, I'm driving back from the shows and I get, like, super tired immediately after the show ends. Cause I'm, like, I hype myself so much to wrestle that after I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to just go to sleep. <laughs> but most of the time it's just me in the car. Like, I've started doing a couple more shows with people where I'm riding with, but the car load's kind of changed, so... No, uh, no riding buddy at the moment. Aww. It's sad. I've had no friends.
0: oh. <laughs> So, what are some of your, like, some of, what are like, some of your favorite places
1: to wrestle? Ooh, you know, I, I've wrestled in a lot of places since moving here, and I've only gone back a couple times. Um, Minnesota's really nice. Like, the crowd's always great. I really do like Omaha, because it's such, like, a, a small, nice, like, tight-knit, like, crowd, <laughs> they're always, like, super excited when they know the people, That's fun Um, Georgia I don't It was probably because I was just starting off And awful in the ring But those crowds Did not like me at all They were like God not this guy again I'm like Hey guys I hate you too So it's okay That was the easiest part About like being a heel In Georgia Is because we both Hated each other And didn't want to Look at each other So (laughs) Everywhere else Except Georgia I love wrestling Home state Hate those people Worst people ever they don't love me and uh I hold it against them really really hard
0: <laughs> I mean that's a choice um considering right now we are live on the action wrestling YouTube <laughs>
1: <clears throat> well uh, so Georgia oh my god I love Georgia like I can't wait to go back like I miss those people so much <laughs>
0: I mean take away from that what you want um uh- <laughs> Um, Who has been some of your favorite opponents over the years, either in Georgia or here or somewhere in between? Um, hmm. Like if you were to tell somebody to find like, you know, three matches for Kit Sackett, who would you say against? Like
1: I really, so in Omaha, I really like wrestling Jameson McGregor. Um, One, because I can hit him as hard as I want. And I don't feel bad about it at all. (laughs) There. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable once you know. But, uh, you know, like, people like that, like, when you're willing to try things and you want to do good and willing to put in the effort and work. I love wrestling people like that. I love wrestling people above my, what I consider my talent level because I feel like it makes you up your game and you have to improve. Um, this week I wrestled JDX and it was, and, you know, he's pretty well-known on the Indies like, around here, and he's been on AEW Dark, and I was really excited to wrestle him, and it went really well. And I... Okay, so also, this guy's from Georgia. Um, he's the worst person I've ever met in my life. I hope he also sees this. His name is Musa. He's a terrible person. He is literally the worst person. He uh, likes to kick me in the chest really hard, and I'd wrestle him almost every day for three years. And um, if I could go back, I would watch that match, any of them, a million times, just so I could see myself punch him in his stupid face.
2: Nice. Hmm?
1: Terrible person. Awful human being. He's really nice, and I don't like him.
0: That checks out. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so when this, you know, after we're doing this live, but afterwards it'll go up, and you, if you want to clip that out and send it to him like by all means
1: oh I will I will definitely clip it because we have a whole group chat called we hate Musa and it's like 12 people and all we do is talk about how much we hate Musa like 3 a.m <laughs> nice nice yeah, yeah. it
0: seems it seems really like a productive use of your time and um I hope that he knows how you feel about him
1: oh he does he definitely does I tell him every chance I get <laughs>
0: that's fair you sometimes just have to remind people where they stand
1: yeah like he'll come up it'll be like give me a hug and be like super excited to see me i'm like oh it's nice to see you moose i hate you and then uh, he'll get sad and it makes my day his sorrow is like it's the best part of my life
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so um what is your favorite move to take and what is your favorite move to give
1: Ooh, um, I love giving the final cut. It just, when you land it perfectly, it feels so nice. Like, to me, I don't, I can't really explain why, but it's just smooth, it's crisp, and you're like, bam, got it. Um, to take, that would depend on the person, because everybody, like, a lot of people have, like, little variants to how they do moves and everything, and to me, it just, a lot of it depends on the person. Um, I can't tell you, my least favorite move to take is a body slam. I hate taking body slams. Like, I don't know why. Oh, and crossbodies. I don't do crossbodies. But back to body slams, which I hate. If you call a body slam, I'm slipping out of that, and I'm going to kick you in the back of the leg, because I don't want to take that.
0: <laughs> so anybody out there that wants to wrestle Kit, yeah. he, all the body slams.
1: Yeah, no, or none I, of the body slams. I have a secret pocket in my gear that is made for super sharp forks, so... <laughs>
0: like a fork holster almost
1: oh my god okay that one's good i'm gonna i'm gonna get that one that was a good one i'll give you that thanks
0: so um do you have any pre-match rituals anything that you do you know before every match
1: yeah um usually i like to just bake stuff stretch drink some water um, I have to have gum. I, if I don't wrestle with gum, I feel so out, I don't know, It's just so out of place. But also, I chomp my gum like a madman in the ring, so I've, like, washed myself, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, jeez, I look ridiculous. <laughs> but I need the gum, so I'm still gonna bring the gum, and I'm gonna gum, 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 as much as I have to. But, um, other than that, I just really, for me to get in to wrestle how I like to wrestle, and Get in the mode. I pace a million times and I just like try to psych myself up to be able to perform at the level and how I like to perform.
0: What's your go to gum?
1: Oh, uh whatever anybody else has because I forget mine in the car every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst is when they give you like the long stick gum and it's like kind of soggy and you're like chewing and it's like falling apart in your mouth mid match and you're like,
0: and where do i put it <laughs> um fair mm-hmm. i um 99% of the time will have um extra on me Ooh, nice Just if you ever need a little
1: okay well usually yeah. i only realize That's it like two minutes before my match i'm like oh yeah i need gum but usually I, if i do remember it i have like 13 packs of orbit gum in my car at any given time that i buy on the way to shows and forget so you know i'm prepared if anybody asks me to go to my car and get something i have it but not in the arena
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i want to take a little break in our questions just because um we have somebody in chat here um one moment i'm going to try to read this um can't you want to force me because I didn't invite you to the Nasty team, still want to run with that, but I'll still fight you and you're not going to fork me. Is that a
1: Nasty Man by chance? It, 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 it absolutely is. <clears throat> oh my god, Nasty Man. I hate him. Um, you know, he's just such a great guy and I can't wait to see him so I can punch him in his big ass stupid head. Um, you know, Nasty Man it's really nice to have him in the chat. He's a great person. I love him. I'm gonna stab him with a fork in the face. Um, you're gonna face fork him? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what type of show is this? <laughs> um, I don't know. You're
0: the one doing all the forking, not me.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Fair enough. You win that one. Yeah, okay. So here's the setup. Me and you, we're going to travel the country with our exploding fork ring match. And we're just going to beat the shit out of Nasty Man all over the country. And he's going to be really sad. But then we're going to go after the other members because we're jealous. We're not jealous. We're mad. And we're, no, we're, we're okay with it. We're fine. We're fine. We're not pissed. We're not disappointed. But we're going to... I can't say murder. We're going to punch every single one of them in the face. And I hate them because I know most of them. And they're really nice people and I still hate them.
0: You're gonna go on a reign of fork and terror against the nasty team.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have you come up with my catchphrases from now on. You're, <laughs> you're killing it.
0: <laughs> I am. I love like wordplay and puns and dad jokes and dumb shit and forks.
1: Forks are so easy. Yeah. <laughs> forks are so easy. <laughs> It's the best, easiest gimmick I've ever had.
0: <laughs> and it's so over. It's so over the Mega of love
1: the forks. I know. And I'm like, man, I just want to have, like, a really competitive match. And they're like, stab him with a fork. I'm like, God, guys, I hate you, but okay. And I'll, like, go get a fork. <laughs> you like, reluctantly people forking people. <laughs> Fair.
0: So, um, I don't know if that nasty man is going to choose to respond, but if he does um I
1: will let you know yes
0: definitely let me know um back to our regularly scheduled interview questions uh (laughs) (laughs) with all of the traveling you do Uh it seems that um everybody has at least one like good travel story where either something really exciting happened or like there was just like a series of weird events or you almost died Like, what is your, like, best travel story?
1: Hmm. Um, okay. I, for some reason, the last, like, two months have the worst luck going to Minnesota. Um, so, a month ago, I was supposed to go up there, and we're, like, three hours into a car ride in the middle of nowhere. And we hit, like, a piece of concrete that another car shot off and popped our tire. So we (laughs) caught, and we're just sitting out there for, like, four hours. I was like, hey, man, I'm not gonna make this show. I feel really bad, but... It's like four hours of sitting in the middle of nowhere in Iowa, which is like the worst state other than actually ever. It's the worst state ever. I don't
0: know. Really? Driving are. through Iowa is just torture. And
1: like you'll get off to get gas and it's like, oh, gas station, next exit. Then you get off and it's like 12 miles away. You're like, I'm not driving 12 miles. Get out of here. Like, what? oh yeah.
0: Unless I can see the gas station from the interstate, that is not a gas station I'm stopping Oh, no,
1: no. And there's, like, okay, so I don't know. There's this rest stop in Iowa. So, actually, I changed my mind. I hate Iowa more than Minnesota. It's Iowa that's the problem. But there's a rest stop in Iowa that you have the bathroom, and then you have the stall. But the stall is only, like, four feet high. So, if you go to use the urinal, you're, like, I look over, and there's this old man just staring at me, like, and I'm, like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I'm, like, all right, a bad. Nice to see you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Like, who does that? Who makes us doll, like, this tall? And, like, I don't want to make eye contact with strangers. Like, very strange. I don't, don't want to make eye contact with strangers, like, ever. Anywhere. When I'm in,
0: like, a vulnerable position. Yeah.
1: Especially in a rest stop. Because that's, like, the weirdest spots. Because everybody's covered in, like, snacks and stuff and drinks. And you're, like, everybody's sweaty. and It's gross. It's very gross. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, oh, anyway, back to the story. So, we hit the, we hit the chunk of rock. We, uh, popped the tire. It was flat. We, <laughs> I was super tired, so I'm, like, on the side of the highway napping in the passenger seat, because, uh, <laughs> and I wake up to this very large police officer. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, he scared me. I was like, I don't have drugs. He's like, what? I was like, nothing. I was like, I was like, <laughs> he's going to think I'm a crackhead sitting on the side of the road. Anyway. He's like, do you know how to change a tire? I was like, yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> he's like, well, it takes forever for um, roadside assistance, so you're going to have to. I was like, okay. So I start changing my tire, and this guy's just staring at me awkwardly the whole time. So I'm like half doing it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like changing him I'm like, why are you leave me alone? Like, is he going to hit you with a tire iron? Like, what the I don't shit? I know. I
0: was like,
1: maybe he's like seeing what I'm doing. I don't know. But anyways, we get the tire on. He was really nice. Um, And he pointed us out to this nearest town, which was also, like, eight miles on this little spare tire. So so I drive another eight miles to this town. There is a mechanic shop, and we're like, hey, um, do you have a spare tire? And he's like, okay. He goes in, looks, and he comes back, and he's, like, kind of dragging me, and He's like, this poor man has one hand and, like, a weird hook. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of terrifying. This is like a horror movie. And (laughs) I was... Super great guy. Like, he gave us a refurbished tire that had been refurbished twice and had, like, two plugs in it. He was like, I'm going to give this to you for free because this tire is not going to save you. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) So, it ended up being, like, a 16-hour travel day for a seven-hour drive. And that was pretty bad. Oof. It was was pretty rough. And then, okay, and then two days ago, or Friday, when I was leaving Saturday for Minnesota again, I hit a possum a possum like a giant steroided up possum that was huge runs out it was coming back from the gym late and it comes in and i runs in the road and i hit it and i was like okay it's a possum like i feel i was like i feel bad for the possum like because i don't try to hit it. animals I, like swerve and stuff but i hit it and i felt really bad and then all of a sudden i start hearing a sound i'm like oh my god did i pop my tire on a stupid ass possum and i'm like you gotta be kidding me i gotta go to minnesota in like six hours i gotta leave and I pull over, and luckily I look at the tire. I'm like, oh, okay, the tire's cool. I was like, I wonder what... and I look closely. And I'm like, my whole front end is broken off. <laughs> and, like, the inside wheelbase is scratched. And I was like, oh, no, this got way worse. So, <laughs> so uh, what I did is I um, I convinced my lovely fiance. I was like, hey, you know what sounds really great? She's like, what? I was like, we should go to a fair. She's like, a fair? I was like, yeah, we should go to a fair. She's like, oh, I love fairs. That sounds great. Uh, when is it? I was like, tomorrow. She's like, okay. Uh, how long is it going to take to get there? I was like, eight hours. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, think of all the great road trips we'll see. It'll be amazing fair. And you know, she was like, oh, oh my god. So I convinced she, she went with me. Bless her heart, she went with me. She enjoyed it. We listened to not Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> she refused. And, uh, you know, we tried to go to, like, Mall America and see some sights Because, like, that's the cool part is, like, getting to see these, like, neat parts in the country you otherwise wouldn't see doing, unless you do those types of trips in, like, cool places. Unfortunately, it was Sunday and most of those were closed, so she was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still a fun trip. <laughs>
0: did you at least get her a funnel cake?
1: Yeah, she did. She got a funnel cake, but she didn't save me any because I was wrestling. And I was, like, watching her out of the corner of my eat funnel cake <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you need terrible.
0: I mean, you made her come with you.
1: <laughs> I did. <laughs> I felt really bad.
0: <laughs> so, I think that her eating the funnel cake is the least, like, the least you could let her have.
1: Yeah, but she could have, like, gotten me one, too. I would pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> funnel cake is delicious, and it should be shared with friends.
0: Cake is delicious and you should eat it all yourself like a goblin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I I can't disagree because if I was in her position, I would have done the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any hidden talents?
1: Oh man, uh no. Can you I Tibetan am... throat sing? Uh w- uh, no, I tried and I was told if I sing, I, I, I love going to karaoke nights at like bars and places, but I think I tried it once and they literally threw me off the stage in like 20 seconds cause they thought I was being a dick, but I was literally just trying to sing and uh, I'm really bad. I, uh, it's a traumatizing moment to be honest. Like here I am just trying to be a professional karaoke singer and they're like, Hey, you can never come back to this bar ever again. I'm like, all right, dude. Fair. Oh. Yeah, I know. I hurt my feelings really bad.
0: I mean, you could try again. You could practice.
1: Oh no, I'm terrible. I don't like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful.
0: <laughs> so you're not going to sing if there's ever a magnum karaoke night.
1: <laughs> no, but I will go and watch and support.
0: Uh, Update from Nasty Leroy. You not fork face me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know where to go from there. All right. (laughs) You're right. I have not. Yet. (laughs) Yeah, yet.
0: (laughs) So... If you could go back in time, what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself?
1: Oh, um. You know, I I'm pretty content with everything I've done. I uh, I like trying new things. I've been pretty good about it. So, the only thing I'd tell myself is uh learn to read because I am dumb Val I am really dumb I can barely read and it's a problem in life like I get lost I have to use GPS to go to work and I go there every day and it's awful so yeah I probably read more books I listen to books on tape I love books but I have to figure out and I can't read the tape so I just have to plug in and hope it's a good one but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah No, but I mm-hmm. love reading <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah I would probably say study more because I did not study at all in school like I have uh, attention like problems still and I don't know if it's attention problems or like I'm just an asshole but like as soon as like people start talking and I'm not interested I zone out without meaning to but I answer questions so they're like oh yeah I'm like yeah that's awesome and like five minutes later I'm like I have no idea what they said so I hope it wasn't important <laughs>
0: it's like you go into screensaver mode it's like there's things going on, but like yeah. you're not you're not I doing anything. Have no
1: idea what's going on. It's like when I have to call matches with people, and I'm like, it goes kind of weird, and I'm like, I'm not paying attention. And they're like, all right, what do you think? I was like, that's great. What am I doing?
0: <laughs> um, update from that nasty man. Thirsty said you have a weird playlist. He's not wrong. I'll give him that one. Yeah, um, yeah he did but, that one. But then um, Kit. Why are you trying to beat up everybody in the nasty team? It's not going to end the way you wanted it in.
1: I hate him so much, Val. Like, he's the worst person in the world. he I've known him for years. He will not put me in his team. He doesn't say hi to me. He didn't wash his hands after I saw him in the bathroom, I'm pretty sure. And then he came up and slapped me in the back. And I was like, that's disgusting. Also... Yeah, I know everybody in the team. I could literally ah, I'm gonna have a fork cannon. And then I'm going to have you. So it's going to be me and you. We'll be back to back in a ring of the nasty team. We'll just be like, and we'll stab them all. And we'll be, we'll be good.
0: I mean, um, Nasty Lee Ray, I don't know when the next time I'm
1: going to see you is. Hopefully not. He's a terrible person.
0: But if I do, I'll have a fork for you from Kit message yeah. <laughs> Um. just a few more questions and then we'll go to see if there's any questions from the chat and then uh, we'll wrap it up
1: so okay.
0: super duper what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands no weapons
1: oh okay so oh, man there I thought... I <laughs> Okay, so I... Alright, this is... I've realized my mistake in thinking in this, but for a, long, <laughs> for a long time I was convinced, and I was very convinced, like, I wanted to fight a wolf. Like, I was dead set on fighting a wolf. And I'm not talking like I was a child. I was like 22, and I was still like, yeah, I, I could beat a wolf. <laughs> so, now I don't think I could fight a wolf. They're kind of big and scary. And... Uh, Actually, uh, I was in the woods in Northern California. We were doing uh, some hiking, and um, the guy I was with he. Uh, he was like, "Get back to back." I was like, "What are you talking about, you psycho? Why are we getting back to back?" It was getting dark, and I was like, "Get back to back." I was like, "What are we? What? What are we doing?" So he like turns around, gets on the back, and he's like, "Alright, grab a stick." I was like, "What? Are, what are we playing army? Like, what are we doing, dude?" He's like. Mountain lions. I was like, okay, this guy's crazy he's gonna murder me. And all of a sudden he started shining his flashlight and there was like two mountain lions that were following us. And I was like, Oh my god, this is it. I'm gonna get eaten by a mountain lion. How am I gonna explain this? Like dude, someone better come up with a cool story when my died, like but yeah. So after that experience I was like, you know, I don't wanna fight a wolf no more, I don't wanna fight a mountain lion. I'll stick to like people who I can cheat and use forks on. It's way easier. <laughs>
0: So you think the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, mm-hmm. just your hands?
1: I would say like a cat, but they're mean too. Have you seen a cat attack people? Like I don't. Yes. Think I, I don't think I could take anything. Like animals are mean. I was almost attacked by a bird at the gas station the other day for walking by its bush, and this thing was like hovering. And I was like diving in the car. I was like, oh, I ain't, I ain't finding any animal. I am on the team animal side where I support them not attacking me, so I'm not trying it. To- you can take your question and run away with it because I'm not answering that because I'm not fighting any animal.
0: Fair enough. I've never had anybody um, just flat out refuse to do that. Yeah. Um, some people are trying to tell oh. me that they can fight a kangaroo or a bear.
1: Mm-hmm. Kangaroos and I'm like... Me. They like box for sport. Have you seen them? Yeah, yes. Just, I'm not fighting a kangaroo. No.
0: no, no I wouldn't want to take that on either. I mean, you also, and go almost like
1: a... What animal oh. do you think you could take that's the question
0: if it was attacking me
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I'm not like going out to like attack animals at random I like animals yeah, I think kind of they're cute weird. and cuddly I like I like I like to frame that and like it 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 is coming you know to attack me Fair. um maybe like maybe like a bunny rabbit
1: Why is a bunny rabbit attacking you? What did you do? <laughs>
0: I don't know. That that is, not, I, that is not a question I can answer. But okay. I feel like if a bunny rabbit were attacking me, um, that I could maybe at least take it and like fling it and hopefully get to safety. I, I mean, it could absolutely outrun me. Do not yeah. get me wrong. I just think that I'm much larger than a bunny rabbit.
1: You're just going to brute force murder this poor bunny.
0: If it was attacking me, <laughs> potentially.
1: Oh, my God. You're crazy. I didn't know how crazy you I've known you for like a year now. Like, you're insane. <laughs> just you me. wait.
0: <laughs> Again, only if it is attacking me first. I'm okay. not going to go okay. out there. If, if you give me the option to, like, you're if you like said, here's a bunny rabbit, I would be like, well, like, oh, thank you. And I would hold it and pet yeah. it and, and make it love me.
1: But in the back of um, your mind you're like, I hope you bite me so I can throw you so hard.
0: No. No. <laughs>
1: never.
0: I hope I hope it doesn't come to that.
1: Yeah, hopefully not cuz that'd be terrifying. Bunnies are right. Deep.
0: Right? I've seen Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. I know how <laughs> vicious they can be.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair.
0: Um, how do you take your pancakes?
1: Hmm. Toppings,
0: so, inclusions.
1: I like lots of way too much syrup and whipped cream i don't i'm not a i don't like chocolate in my pancakes i don't like fruit like it throws it off to me maybe some nuts on there but uh like yeah just pretty simple like you don't want to over stimulate the senses on something that's so good already good answer thank you
0: i appreciate that so um now i have um, a somewhat important question i'm going to just like I'm gonna paint you a picture, I'm gonna set a stage for you. Um, So if you just wanna like go go on the little ride with me. Okay. So you go to the store and you're like kinda hungry and you want something sweet and you're like zip zip down the aisles and you zip into like the cookie aisle and you're like, Mm -hmm. cookies are great, I love cookies, I want cookies. But you don't want like chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin or peanut butter. You decide you want to go for America's favorite cookie which is indeed the Oreo. So you go to the Oreo section and, you know, there's like all the different flavors of Oreos and you're like, no, no, no. I just want a chocolate cookie with a white cream center. Like no, no, no fancy flavors, but you still have options, right? Because you okay. can get like the thin Oreos okay. with like with the thin, or you can get like just a regular OG standard Oreo. You can get like a double stuffed Oreo with, with the double stuff. Or do you even get, like, a mega stuffed Oreo with, like, so much stuff? So, like, what are you picking?
1: Hmm. You know, I would, so, when I get a sweet tooth, I eat the whole box, so I would have to go with the normal stuff, because I'm going to eat every single one of those in an hour period, and then I'm going to feel awful. But so I have a problem though with Oreos because every time I go to the grocery store I will pick up a box of Oreos and I will literally walk around the whole store with it while I get my other groceries and I'll get really sad and I'll just put it back on the shelf because I'm like alright I don't need those. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's rough out here it's rough
0: <laughs> so but you're gonna say
1: you would take just your regular yeah, the, uh, the original gotta keep it original for that
0: Hmm. Well, that is kind of the unofficial, incorrect answer to that question. Whoa. Everybody Look, knows mega that stuff. double, double stuffed is the best way to go.
1: Okay, okay. But not mega stuff. You want to go with the this double stuffed? Yes. No? Okay. Mega
0: stuff? Too much stuff.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Double
0: stuff. Just the right one of stuff.
1: Hmm. stuff. Hmm. I might have to do that next time I get Oreos. I'll have to find out.
0: So, Christopher... Do we have questions from
2: chat? Oh, yes. We have a few questions from the chat. Uh, so the thing with double stuff is that it's actually the perfect ratio of cream to cookie. So if you if you would put the two cookies together, it's actually almost a 50-50 ratio to the cream with double stuff and the cookies. But if oh, you do wow. it with a regular OG Oreo, there's so much cookie and not enough cream. So. Hmm.
0: Um, And I apologize before we get to questions from chat. I just want you to know that um, I have a message here that says. Is it
1: him? Is it him?
0: I did wash my hands and there is some new members. So you did say you know all of them and I did say hi to you.
1: Yeah. After he woke up from his nap.
2: (laughs) At least he washed his hands.
1: You know, I'm, I'm denying that fact of the story. Um, I think he's lying to make himself sound better. Because I want everyone to know who watches it that Nasty Man comes off as a great, nice person. He is a terrible human being. He is mean to people. He bullies people. He has the largest hands and the hardest chops I've ever taken in my life. In my life. I This man, oh my god. He gave me a headlock takeover. And I was like, I'm about to tap out and quit because this is too rough of a match. I was like, I can't do this. I had to tag out. Luckily, it was a six man, but it was terrifying. He's mean, terrible person. Won't put me in his little club, and uh, I hate him. I really hate him. Not even. I hate you, nasty.
0: So he just just chimed in. Of course um. Never stops. I, I have, a, <laughs> I have a question. Why do you think you should be in the Nasty Team? What do you think your Nasty Team material?
1: I'm not even gonna answer that question. Like, oh my. I'm gonna call his mother. I have his mother's phone number. I'm gonna complain to her about her raising a terrible child. She failed as a parent. That's all I, that's all I gotta say. Failed as a parent, terrible person. Wow, you're gonna rat him out, Mama Nasty? Yeah, I'll go low. I don't care. We're we're like this is a blood feud. We're going low in this place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, my apologies for that momentary interjection. Interjection, Christopher. Questions from the chat.
2: Thank you, Val. Uh, we're going to start with Vic. Um, We were talking about New Jack for a while there, and Vic wanted to know, do you have a New Jack action figure? No, I didn't even know there are. I believe there is. I believe I've seen it, yeah. Is it good? It looks like New Jack as an action figure. (laughs)
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I'm I'm not really an action figure person, uh, so I don't, but... That sounds really cool, and I actually want to
2: see one now. <laughs> we'll have to Google it afterwards. Yeah.
1: All
2: right. Later. Um, so, follow up to that was if you do have any, what is your favorite piece of New Jack merch?
1: Mm. I also do not have any New Jack merch.
2: Kit, you're killing but, me. Kit, you're I killing know.
1: me. I know, I'm trying. <laughs> So I'm not you know I don't actually I own like two wrestling t-shirts and I was given them both for uh, free so I might be kind of lacking on the merch but so I have a friend uh, his name's Charlie Ramon and he has the coolest vintage wrestling t-shirts I've ever seen in my life I have no idea where he, I think he found them off Instagram but it's like all 80s and 90s and early 2000s and he had a really cool New Jack one I was very jealous of. And I tried to steal it from him when he was changing after training and he caught me and chased me and beat me up. So it was a terrible experience.
2: So if anybody wants to help out Kit, he, he needs a new Jack action figure and he needs a new Jack t-shirt. So yes. I'm sure you could just DM him. He'll, he'll tell you where to send it and we'll get that all figured out for you. Perfect. <laughs> uh, next question is uh, from drinking at Moe's. Uh, favorite deathmatch wrestler? Ooh.
1: <laughs> okay, so, I have a question about deathmatches. Are y'all both fan of deathmatch wrestling? I am, yes.
2: I I am. I am.
1: Okay, so, I feel like a lot of stuff nowadays gets labeled as deathmatches when it's a hardcore matches. Like, it's a weird difference, I feel like, that's kind of like slipping on that line of like, what's hardcore and what's deathmatch? But... I would have to say if, in my opinion of death matches what I think they are um, hmm, that's a hard one man what Bogut. is the... <laughs> oh, God oh God. <laughs>
2: he's
1: the coolest guy and he's way too tough
2: <laughs> what's the definition of what's what's the difference what's your definition of death match versus hardcore because now I'm super interested in what the what the so, line is.
1: I don't. When I got into like independent wrestling on like YouTube and stuff, is where I first found it. I watch a lot of CZW stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, deathmatch is like the glass, the light tubes, um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of like sharp things, I guess, like that. Where like hardcore, I guess you could have it also, but like, it's just barbed wire and thumbtacks, which are also awful. So, it sounds weird saying just barbed wire and thumbtacks, but uh, Yeah, I feel like it has to have that next level from a normal hardcore match, which can be pretty brutal back in the day. Like, I was a huge Abyss fan, but I wouldn't even consider what he did really deathmatches compared to, like, today, where Mm -hmm. there's so much glass and, like, ugh, crazy.
2: Yeah, when I think deathmatch, I think think the pit, I think ICW, I think all the apparatuses that they're building with the light tubes and, Mm -hmm. you know... That, that to me is deathmatch I agree a hardcore seems to be like okay there might be a trash can there might be a chair thumbtacks maybe if it's starting to get really crazy like that's that's probably somewhere around the hardcore area versus deathmatch which you might be right it involves something that's sharp and will cut you
1: <laughs> yeah that's kind of usually along the lines that's... I think of but I agree
0: I will concur with that I think that the, like like you were saying like You know, of course, trash cans, chairs, you know, kendo sticks, if you want to get into like, you know, thumbtacks and barbed wire, those are hardcore. And like, those are things that you would have seen on WWE in the Attitude Era, right?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: But um, when I think when you start graduating to like light tubes or um, like fuckery boards, that, that to me is deathmatch.
1: I agree. I so I I like death matches. I usually don't go out of my way to watch like full shows of death matches. I watch clips. Uh, it's just not my style, like per se. I I really enjoy it. I really, but especially like when I'm trying to like pick things up, it's not my go to. But like I think a lot of like early CZW is like the idea of death matches to me. And like, dude, I give those guys credit, man. Like those guys have to be insanely tough to like do all that and like do it constantly, like. All that blood and cut up, and good for them. <laughs> They're better men than me.
2: <laughs> agreed. Yeah. No, thank you. They can do it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. And final question from the chat. It's from our VIP, Vic. It is his staple question In your opinion, who has and what is the best gear of all time?
1: that's a good question. Um, hmm. Man, maybe, okay, so, well, that's a hard question because gears changed over the years so much. Like, you had, like, the 90s, which was just kind of like, everyone looked like Nirvana and, uh, And then, like, New Japan has some great gear. Like, their ring jackets in New Japan are insane, like, the detail they go into. Like, Okada. Okada Mm -hmm. has, like, maybe some of the best gear in the world, I think. Um, But then, I think that depends on your flavor, too. Like, because you can go the opposite way and say, like, the Rope Warriors. Because they just look badass, like, in the spikes and everything. So, but in my opinion, I would say Okada probably has the coolest gear in the world.
2: Awesome. Nice. Well, that was questions from chat. Thank you, chat, for asking those questions. Kit, thank you for answering those questions. And Val, back to you.
0: Well, wouldn't you know? Before we wrap it up here, we oh have my a little
1: God. Uh, not hitting that.
0: a little little message for you here. Um, remember how Kit David Ali said something about Mama Nasty. Don't be like David Ali gotten at the Nightmare Factory and is going to.
1: Wait, wait. I said I loved his parents and they were great people. So I don't know what he's talking about that. I only said, and I like to be very clear Nasty Man's parents are wonderful people. They just raised a giant piece of shit. <laughs>
0: fair enough yeah And on that
1: note
0: um, what are your upcoming shows
1: ooh I would have to check my calendar I know okay I've been I was very picky for a long time on bookings about where but I've wrestled at two fairs this month for some reason Friday I am wrestling at a haunted house <laughs> in the middle of summer I'm not sure why But I'm going to be there, and it's going to be fun. Uh, Saturday, I also have a show in Omaha. And upcoming, other than that, I'd have to look at my schedule because I write it all down because I don't pay attention.
0: (laughs) I will tell you that I went to the Haunted House show last year. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, at least last year, it was like, just like, and I mean this in the best way. In the best way.
1: Yeah, let's hear it.
0: The white trashiest thing I've ever seen. Oh,
1: so awful. <laughs> oh wait, we're um, being there tomorrow. Never mind. It's a great show, and everybody should come out to it in the Omaha and Iowa area.
0: <laughs> um, you have the haunted house. There's fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like bands playing last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. There's wrestling. Like you're in the country in middle of nowhere, Iowa.
1: I believe it was an experience that I'm very happy that I get to do again.
0: So I will be there. Um, I may or may not be trying my hand at commentary again. So that'll be terrifying for me. Do you like doing
1: commentary?
0: I've only done it twice. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I don't think I am particularly good at it. I don't really know the names of moves. Mm,
1: Okay.
0: And so I think that makes it hard. Like, I know some moves, but like, like, I know what a suplex looks like, right? Yeah. But I don't know, like, what kind of suplex it is. Like,
1: okay, like, like I can't
0: specify. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's like anything, though. You're just telling a story. So you have, like, the color who does the, um, adds the flair to it. And you can definitely do that. You don't need to know, like, the moves and such Because the moves are just the details. It's all about bringing the story up. You have the play black So.
0: So, I yeah, it should be interesting. Fun. Thank you. We'll see what happens. Um, It should be a fun time. Hmm? I think so. Um, And then, where can people find you? Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, OnlyFans, TikTok, merch store, plug everything.
1: That was a lot of lists. Jesus, I only have like, okay, I only have uh, Instagram and Twitter at the moment. And they are both just at Kit Sackett. I am awful at social media. I spend way too much time looking at it for how much I post because I don't take pictures. But if I do, it would be great. Shut it up. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a bad plug.
0: I got nothing. (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you, chat. Um, I guess I'm going to say thank you to Nasty Leroy. Um... Kit tells me not to say thank you, so I guess fuck you, Nasty Leroy. Yeah, that's how it goes. Maybe fork you, Nasty Leroy. Um, Thank you once again for hanging out with me tonight, Kit. This was a good time. I always like when I get to interview people from my area, so it makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: So thank you, Kit. Thank you, Chat. This has been Val Pancakes. And the Fork Daddy, Kit Sackett, please follow him on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to tune in next week. Same stack time, same stack place, where I have the uh, president of wrestling, Mr. Phil Stamper. So thank you once again, Kit, and thank you, chat, and have a good evening.
1: Yeah, thank you.